SEN America. This is the SEN MLB podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show this week. Of course, we're going to take a look at the MLB standings right off the back like we normally do. But before we get to that, joining me behind the microphone, as usual, is JC Justin Charles. Good morning, Frida. How are you, mate? I'm um, fantastic. And yourself? Terrific. Yeah, going beautifully, you know. It's a nice morning. We're uh, about to get into more MLB chat, which we love. That's why we're here, of course. We're going to get straight to it right now. And then Crazy Blue Jays have jumped out. They're a game and a half clear of the New York Yankees. Mate, give us a, your take on the standings this week. Okay, in the Mer- uh, the American League in the East, we have Toronto, Yankees, Baltimore, Tampa Bay, Boston. And as you said, look, we've got uh, locked in mortal combat. We've got the Blue Jays and the Yankees. Uh, they've been alternating spots. They've been doing it. For, it's, it's like a real arm wrestle there at the top of the table. They're it really sure going out. It's terrific. It sure has been. And I think uh, Toronto have taken, them, taken that battle on points at the moment. Yes. They've been really consistent they're probably you know up around the 80 percent mark win percentage over the last month and a half yep uh and and they've just been really consistent uh david prices ha- hasn't had a bad outing uh, since he's been there yeah um and as we see you know donaldson uh his continued whiskey's really really had an impact since he's come into that lineup well that that trade that they made for price and Tulowitzki, yeah uh since Adding those guys to the roster, they've just gone to another level. They've been sure good all have. year. They've yeah. they had one of the best offenses all year long. Uh, and now it's almost like everything started to click at the right end of the season. And just looking at it at, on, from a daily basis, from my perspective, and it's all about momentum. And the Yankees certainly aren't playing bad. It just seems that maybe running out a little bit of steam, Yep, perhaps. Yep. Older lineup, yeah, a team full of veterans, yep. Um, who knows what's going on there? But don't we're not counting them out at all, at all. Um, they're only a game and a half. And out. of course, Liam Hendricks, the Australian connection there, he's had forty-three appearances this year for a Toronto Blue Jays. And I did some math the other day. I got Clubby onto some math. Turns out that young Liam earns around fifteen thousand per innings. That's not bad. Did he pitches? That's not bad. Ed. Really? Yeah. Oh, it'd be tidy. 15000 per innings. Nice money. Well, a good commission-only salesman can earn that too. Yeah, <laughs> some, some, of you, some of you can. Yeah, some of you can. But uh, did you happen to see uh, a, a little bit of a, a newsworthy item that um, Hendricks actually got hit by a, a broken bat? Did he? No, I didn't see this one. Uh, yeah, he sawed a guy off. 95 mile an hour fastball inside, jammed, wow, wow. broke, sawed him off at the hands, and yeah. the bat come flying off. Yep. And lucky for him, he got hit with the barrel in the cheek of the bum. Right. And it wasn't the, the sharp end that yeah. actually broke off. And uh, he, in true tough Aussie fashion, he waved off the trainers and he continued on his outing. Right. So, uh, but that was. Uh, I wonder that was how a, you explain that when you get home. It looks like a, oh, I've been <laughs> playing squash. I was playing squash, love. I think he's big hickey on the does for big hickey on the backside. Moving on uh, to the central in the American League, we have Kansas City doing it very nicely, putting a real gap into Minnesota, uh, the Chicago White Sox, Cleveland, and Detroit. Um, then we go to the West. Uh, we have Houston, Texas, the Angels, Seattle, and Oakland. And 
in a very even, and, and it's hard to say if it's been a mediocre year for, for the American League or whether um, whether it's just evened out across the board, but we have, in the wild card for that, uh, for that league, uh, we still have about eight teams that are, that are in line. That are there or thereabouts, yep, yeah. Because what, what are we, so about 30 to go in the season? Roughly. Around about 30-odd games left. Yep. Uh, and if we look at their magic number or the elimination number, that's how many games that need to be played before you can write your season off sure and we have most of the league uh still right in there for a chance at the wild card and if we have a look like even at 11 games out now oakland are 11 games out of a wild card spot but still if they get on a tear who knows what could happen and, and the reason i say that because we saw eight weeks ago we saw the texas rangers who were most probably would have thought are going to finish around about mid-level uh, they've gone on a tear. Um, they've added a few guys to their lineup, and all of a sudden, now that we see they've made up those ten games in, yep. in eight weeks, yep. um, in six to eight weeks, so ten games is not out of the question uh, because Texas have done it, have proven it can be done. So really, you can't really write anyone off until that magic number gets down to you know like single figures. Yep. So really fascinating what's going on there, and. I guess the only uh, the only question is going to be out of Toronto and New York, who's going to get the wild card and who's actually going to win the division there. Yeah, they're really a real arm wrestle, as you said there early on. I noticed Detroit on the bottom of the table. They've it's been hurt them with David Price leaving. With Justin Verlander has had a terrific month. He's gone five and zero just this month for the Tigers. Flirted with a no-hitter yesterday through, too. Yeah, threw a one-hitter against the Angels, I think that was That's right. during and, the week, uh, yeah. Chris Iannetta broke that up with a double down the line that brought up chalk. Oh, really? <laughs> a little so, bloop. A little bloop. Well, well, I mean, it was a soft line drive, but it was it was slicing foul. Yep. Uh, and it just caught the chalk and you could hear the collective groan right, uh, in right. the stadium and uh, it was just a terrific outing. But he's been on fire. Yeah. And we were talking about this off-air beforehand where general managers or, or the, the front office get twitchy. Yeah. They, have, uh, they start out the year, they're having a mediocre start or, or they, they start well and they, they fall off the boil a little bit, lose a bit of momentum, and then mm. they start trading away their stars. Yeah. But in a 162-game season... When these stars come back, uh, if they've been injured, all of a sudden, if they've traded away a pitcher and a, and a big bat, yeah. all of a sudden, and they're starting to win, you know, imagine what the impact, and we can see there, because they traded away Price and they traded away Cespedes, yeah. uh, then Miguel Cabrera comes back into the team, all of a sudden they're getting on a little bit of a roll, although they have been off the board, they had a five-game losing streak just now, but yeah. coming off, you know, winning about 80% of their games and gaining a bit of momentum, imagine... If those guys had have been in there, and I guess it's a, it's a, it's a it's catch twenty two situation. It's a big what if, yeah. yeah it's, it's a big, big, big bucket what if. of what ifs. Yeah. But I, I tend to lean towards. Well, why not give these guys? Because they're professional baseballs. Give them a yeah. chance to get yeah. back into the season. And and I think uh, it'd be really interesting if they fall short, like about three or four games out of a wild card spot, because definitely Price and Cespedes would have made up that difference. No, and, and there's no argument about that. Can I say if I was a GM? I'd have them out the door in the blink. Just blink, blink at me, boys. You're out. Your boots aren't clean. You're out. 
it's such a business now. And then I go on the other side of that, giving a guy... Yeah, give him a break. You've always been that way, JC. I'm loyal. You throw your arm around people. And you did that at the Bushies. I remember you doing it to me one day. But um, you you throw your arm around people and and support. I'm a good team man. Whereas I'm cutthroat. I'm a good team man. I'm not here to mess around. Out yep. the door. I'd be Billy Bean. I'd just be cutting blokes. You're out. You're out. Don't look. You're fat. Out you go. That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> shave those sideburns. <laughs> yes. Be one of them, yeah. Get the big bogs. I think it was bogs. Had to shave his sideburns. And uh, Mattingly, yeah. Mattingly, Mattingly, sorry. Mattingly, shave those sideburns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so moving to the National League, we've got the Mets, Washington, Atlanta, Miami, Philadelphia, and the Mets doing it very nicely. Fritter. The Mets, look at them go, six and a half ahead of Washington. There has been this ongoing debate over the last couple of weeks. We've had some differing, differing opinions about where the Nationals stand in this thing. JC, you think they've cooled a little? Um, I, think they've hit the, I think they've hit a real skid. Right. There's something, something's happened. Um, and we had Russell Spear on last week, and he he's a Nationals fan. And make no mistake, I love the Nationals too. Sure, I sure. love the way they play. I love their pitching staff. Yeah, I, Bryce Harper is is having a career it's year. Been ph- phenom. He's a phenom in the last couple of him Trout. A couple of guys are, are incredible. And I reckon they play the game the right way. They play hard. They come to play every day. Sure. Um, and, and you get a Strasbourg. Right. You can, guy can throw a hundred mile in there. Incredible. Look, they traded for Scherzer at the start of the year, and he he was on fire. He's, he gives him a chance to win every single time that he, sure. he he pitches. I love him, and yet they've hit this real flat spot, yeah. and and they're they're losing ground on the Mets. Now the Mets have indeed got some momentum, and they're playing really really well. And we spoke about you know they they've got a great pitching staff too. We talked about Harvey, we talked about Syndergaard, we talked about Degrom. Yeah, you know these guys keeping them in games, and they have been all year. And then Lucas Duda caught fire before the the trade deadline. Yeah, um, hit a bunch of home runs. You know, ten or twelve home runs in a short space they've, of time. They've, they've added added David Wright comes back into the line. He's been, been out, injured, been yep. out most of the year. Comes yep. back in this week, so he comes back in. They added Cespedes. Um, so they've got that momentum yeah. and and it just seems like on a daily basis they keep pulling away from the pull pulling away from the Nationals and yeah. you know that hurts me Can to I see. Ask I'd, you... I'd love to see the Nationals get a wild card spot but they're probably closer to to winning the division than they are um getting a wild card spot because the National League Central has been so strong with every team you know winning 70 games yeah. or more yeah. and, and and we've got St. Louis we'll get to them in a minute but they've won 82 games yeah. uh, and then Pittsburgh winning 77 games and they're only second you know second that would be that'd be the second best record in all of baseball yeah in in another division yeah they would be can I just ask about those momentum swings in a season you you've course played some some pro baseball over in the states and the teams that you played for how many games were in your season do you remember um because the major leagues is 162 yeah 140 around 140 140, still a lot of games right it's a lot a lot 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 of games of baseball i'm just trying to think of trying to that consistent momentum that you try to have through the 140 games we just use 140 for this conversation now it must be really difficult and of course then when you go to the big leagues 162 there must be ebbs and flows in your in your performance as seasons go along energy levels um how your body's feeling uh your own form 
Yep. Like yep. trying to hit a 95 mile an hour fastball on a daily basis is a difficult skill. Sure. Um, and if you've been playing off the bench, you're not seeing it a lot. There's a whole lot of variables that come into it. Yeah. And this is where, and we'll get into, we need to talk about, and we will get to the Australians uh, under 18s playing Mexico. Yeah, later in now, the show we'll get there. Yep, but I, and this principle applies to them. Every single day, you've got to play as hard as you can and you're playing to win, regardless of where you are. And if you don't do that, you're not giving yourself a chance to get on a streak. Sure. Okay, sure. so our, our game our game is a game of ebbs and flows. Yep. And you've got to ride your winners as long as possible and try and make those those valleys or those troughs in your performance as short as possible. Sure. How do you do that? You play hard every day. Every day. Every day. Every at-bat. Every at-bat's got to count. And I'm not saying that, that, you, that these guys, I mean, they're professionals, and they do, right? Yeah, yeah. And they do. It's just, then you've got the X factor where that... that that synergy when everybody clicks at that time and that's when you get that momentum you get on a roll and then you're hard to beat and then all okay. of a and sudden and that comes down to your manager and you know we're going to over the next couple of weeks we're going to talk about you know the organisations from leadership top to bottom from yeah, the top to bottom yeah yep. and, and leadership plays a massive part in that oh of course and, you know so I think it sets the tone because for example you're talking about you walking into the, the ball club today I've got to play today I've got to hit 95 mile an hour fastball that's you're just one person now you're talking about a, a, a list of um, 25 players then there's um, the support support thing. staff that are there there's front office people and the like the leadership or the general manager slash player manager really sets the tone of the feeling in the clubhouse that particular day they certainly do they certainly do and more on that in in the in the coming weeks but great for the Mets look at them go so yeah, fantastic um, so moving to the central, uh, we have St. Louis, Pittsburgh, the Cubs, Milwaukee, and Cincinnati. And St. Louis just streets ahead of all baseball at the moment. Pittsburgh, in any other year, you would say that uh, they would be favourites for a World Series appearance. Sure. Um, and the Chicago Cubs, what a story. I mean, going from very mediocre yeah. to probably definite. well, at this stage, it looks like they're going to play in the playoffs. And yeah. they're five games clear, five and a half games clear of San Francisco in the wild card spot. It looks like they're going to play playoffs. And that is just so exciting for all of baseball because they're a great team, a traditional team. Yeah. Um, and, and they've just been playing great. We talk about leadership, Joe Madden, uh, arguably one of the best managers in baseball. Just able to manage the personalities and, and get them going in the right direction, pulling everything together. And, yeah. Um, I just love his uh, post-game interviews. You know, he's got some really insightful. He doesn't treat the press like idiots. Yeah. He gives us really good information on basically what we've seen. Yeah, you know, we can see it ourselves. He in explains the, in the game. his take on it. You know, and and it's just it really educates people in baseball the way he gives his uh, post-game interviews. So, and just on a move this week, the uh, the Cubbies picked up Fernando Rodney, trying to shore up their relief position. Um, what's the go with his hat? He's, he's a lefty. I, I think <laughs> he's a right-hander. Isn't he? He's a right. Is Fernando Rodney's a right-hander. Yeah, um, right. Sorry, I think he. I, I think he sleeps under a bridge, and this hat just happened to be blown by, <laughs> and he picked it up and threw it on. It doesn't look like it's a, a major league worn hat. He, you know, he's a homie. Uh, just off the skateboard or something. I'm not exactly sure. You know, there's look. 
props to him for being in the big leagues. Uh, uh, there's some. There's Absolutely, some he keeps getting I, I, it done, and he's now been I, traded I like to him. the Cubs. I, I don't like him. He's been traded to the Cubs, who I as, don't like him for you, Yeah, using what you're saying <laughs> is a real chance to go somewhere later on in the season. So we've got to move to the West anyway. Let's uh, get okay, off Fernando so we've got, Rodney. Uh, so we've got the Dodgers, San Francisco, Arizona, San Diego, Colorado, Dodgers. Well. Who knows what could happen there? They're, they're always a really good, uh, always a really good and consistent everyday team through the regular season. Who knows what's going to happen playoffs time? Can San Francisco is only three games, two and a half games, three games behind them. San Francisco very experienced at the pointy end. Can yep. they reel them in? Uh, Marlon Bird has made an impact straight away. He's hit, you know, he's been hitting home runs for them immediately. It's been a really good, impactful move there with Pence out, Hunter yep. Pence out. Yep. So who? That's really exciting. Dodgers also. There. Yes, old Puig went down this week with a hamstring. They reckon it's worse uh, than the hamstring a, a month or so no, ago. He so a ham- he's like a. Well, I'm not going to say what he's like, but he ten- he's. Starting to show up once those hamstrings start to go. Yep. Every six weeks, um, you know, I think it might. The Dodgers could. Well, I think it'd be in their best interest if they look at a trade for him because I think those injuries at such a young age, yeah, you know, could really impact his career and and impact their playing list. Well, uh, as it stands right great now, great player though, great player. Oh, absolutely great player. As it stands right now, of course. Uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals leading the way on the wins and losses board, but uh, still about 30 games to go in the season. But we're now going to go to a break. And coming up straight after the break, we're going to speak with Aces General Manager Justin Huber. Celex Recoding Service specialise in electrostatic painting, where our fully trained staff and state-of-the-art equipment enables projects of any size to be coated either on-site or in our well-equipped Bayside facility. Celex Recoating Service offers a professional powder coating service and has a wide range of colours available and items can be colour matched to ensure integration with your existing decor. Celex Recoating Service offers a professional powder coating service and has a wide range of colours available and items can be colour matched to ensure integration with your existing decor. Celex Recoating Service also offers anti-graffiti coating, sandblasting and metal fabrication of refrigerator components and parts. For more information, go to info at selixrecodingservice.com.au or call 9788-4000. Justin, welcome to the show, mate. Of course, you took over the general manager's role of the Melbourne Aces a few months ago now, but... Uh, the great news that came out this week was that you, you got your man to manage the team this year. Joe Vavra will be uh, heading over to manage the team this year. Can you tell us a little bit about Joe? Yeah, definitely can. He's um, very well known to Australian baseball. He he, coached, he actually was the manager of the Adelaide Giants back in the old ABL. So he has done uh, a couple of different tours in Australia. He uh, is probably most recently recognised for his work with uh, the young Australians in the Twins system. He was a uh, uh, minor league coordinator for a short amount of time and and then beyond that uh, became a hitting coach in the big leagues where I came across Joe uh, as a player with the Twins in the big leagues. He was the hitting coach at the time. I was with the Twins and then, um, yeah, and and, uh, very most recently as the bench coach under Paul Molitor with the Twins. So we're extraordinarily lucky to have a uh, a big league, an active big league coach come down to Melbourne and be our manager. It's the first time it's ever happened in the ABL. 
So, um, yeah, it's going to be quite a, a big league experience in Melbourne this year. That's exciting, Justin. Um, Justin Charles here. How are you going? I'm doing well, Charlesy. How are you? Fantastic. Um, mate, you've been at the elite level uh, in baseball, so the major leagues. Um, how's the transition uh, from baseball uh, into the business world, mate? How are you tracking with that? Yeah, it's been very interesting. I mean, there's some common themes, you know. Uh, you, you've you've got to be uh, you've got to be hard working. You've got to be uh, you know you've got to do all the little things, the one percenters, um, and uh, probably the some of the easier things I've um, come across in the role so far is um, been with the my certainly my area of expertise being on field. Um, and some of the more challenging things um, being some of the decisions uh, that are made off the field. So it's been quite a uh, a learning curve, a steep one, yep, yep. I must say. But um, yep. I've got a lot, of, a lot of really clever people around me and, and a lot of support, and, all, uh, and I'm uh, listening to all and trying to uh, apply uh, a lot of experience um, that they have into... Uh, the circumstances for the Aces this year. So I'm, I'm very lucky in that regard. I'm definitely not out there bashing away on my own. I do have some, um, yeah, really, uh, really good mentors. Um, probably the hardest thing of all, though, is dealing with sitting in a chair for eight hours a day. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's uh, absolutely ruined my posture. And uh, I don't yeah. know if I could do anything athletic at the moment. But, um, yeah, that's been an interesting one. Uh, Justin, just back on... Um the management of the team. You mentioned Joe Favre will be heading over. Big league experience there. He's also going to bring uh, a couple of his young boys who are also signed um, with the Minnesota Twins. Trey Favre, who's uh, currently a teammate of Sam Gibbons at Cedar Rapids, and his other son, Tanner Favre, um, will be heading out here, and he's a teammate of Australian Todd Van Steensel. What are those two players? What part will they be playing with the organisation this year? A good question. That both those guys uh, have experience playing multiple positions. So uh, Trey, uh, the younger brother, he's um, he's a quite an up and coming prospect with the Twins. He plays mainly first base and outfield. So I'd expect we're going to see him do uh, play similar roles here at the Aces. Um, we've got a few guys on the team um, that are sort of transitioning from from their prime and uh, who, who will take up a little bit of first base. Um, and outfield at times. So I think it'll be quite a good uh, thing for Trey to be able to flip-flop from one one position to the next. I certainly um, uh, wish I would have done a little bit more of that at, at, at Trey's age. So he's going to get a good opportunity to play a few multiple positions and, and you know, hone some skills and develop, um, you know, this this year. Tanner, on the other hand, he's a utility guy. From all reports, he's an absolute... Um, gamer, uh, he uh, he actually only has vision out of one eye. So he's the first professional baseball player I've ever come across who can play at the elite level with with only one eye. So um, I'm really interested to see how how he plays this year. He, uh, apparently, he plays everywhere, and he's an absolute gamer. So um, I, I think he's a perfect um, kind of player, perfect type of fit uh, for our young team. Um, we definitely. Uh, want to encourage that kind of, um, you know, tenacity and resilience and um, and playing to win uh, in our clubhouse. And I think having somebody like that um, would be a bit of a test- testament to our cultural values this year with the Aces. That's um, 
That's really good to hear, Justin, because arguably that's probably what's been lacking a little bit. Uh, um, and, and certainly having finished and not... What's that? Oh, there we go. Um, certainly the, the competitiveness of the team over the last four years has probably not been where we'd, we'd want it to be, finishing you know, on the bottom the last four years. What do you think is a, is a pass mark uh, this year? And, and what do you think we need to do to change that? Well, pass mark for me, I don't think um, we can go into any season not expecting that we're a championship caliber team. I think it's just a terrible way to start off any season. Um, I've certainly never gone into a, any season thinking, oh, I just, just hope we play 500 ball or I just hope we make it to the playoffs. I think every season we've got to go in with that attitude that um, – you know, we we're we're going we're going for gold. <laughs> so um, you know, that's that's certainly my attitude, and I'm sure that the guys that are coming in are coming in with that attitude as well. Um, and I'm you know, it's it is a different team from last year, though. We have uh, you know, there's there's guys that are, as I said are transitioning um, from their prime. Um, I was one of those players last year. I'd, uh, happy to hang them up at the at the end of the year, and and great to see a lot of the younger guys getting more game time. So I'm really expecting that um, you know those players that we saw, the likes of uh, Jared Cruz and and uh, and Ben Leslie and and um, Ryan Dale and and these younger players who are now progressing up the minor league ranks. I'm really expecting them. Um, to make a, a big leap because they're they're two or three years in the pro ball now. They're coming into their prime, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's an exciting level to uh, to see play at Melbourne Ballpark this year. So I'm expecting that our young guys are, are transitioning into far more far more of a leadership role on the team. And um, I'm going into this season like like Joe. Joe, I talked to him at length the other day, and he's like, well. Give me the names. Let me let me start looking at who, who we got because uh, we're going to put together a championship team. So that, that's our attitude for sure. Uh, just on the on the youngsters you're talking about there, Justin, um, with Joe being part of the Minnesota Twins, could there be a chance that we may see a Sam Gibbons or a a rehabbing Lewis Thorpe type thing? Because the Twins organisation will have somebody here on the ground to look after these guys. Do you think there might be a chance of seeing them this season? Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect to see Lewis Thorpe. He uh, he's only a few months into a very lengthy Tommy John rehab. Usually that takes up to eighteen months to come back from. So wouldn't expect to see him. But um, certainly Sam Sam Gibbons. Um, I, I think we'll know a bit more about James Beresford over the coming coming weeks. But I would that's exciting that if you're uh, if your big league bench coach is managing in Melbourne. Um, It'd be good to get your head around. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Time time, so, and what do I need um, to do to play Major League Baseball, Coach? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> give me the inside so running. Expect, um, if not, give me to play right out of the gates. I'm sure he'll be um, actively part of the team at some at some stage, whether it be in a mentoring role or just being around, keeping in shape, um, maybe playing some games after Christmas. But I would definitely expect to see James Beresford a little bit more around the Aces this year. Look, I can say, you know, from my own personal point of view, and I, I, that would be a real draw card uh, and, and a real marketable uh, thing if we could get Jimmy uh, in an Aces uniform this year, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. And just having the, the tie back into 
to the Twins organisation. They've been an extraordinary organisation in terms of developing young play, young, young Australian players. Um, they've they've signed so many Aussies into their system, and um, they've been a huge part of the Australian baseball landscape for a lot of years. Um, one of their very well known international scouts, Howie Norsetter, lives in Melbourne, so. Um, having that whole tie back into the Twins, I think, is only going to benefit both the Aces but the developing Australian baseball pathway. So I'm, I'm excited about uh, the appointment on a on a number of different levels. Exciting stuff, Justin, and can't wait to get the season underway. Another big announcement that happened a couple of weeks ago was regards to the All-Star Game. He's coming back to Melbourne again this year. Obviously, the organisation and state government have really liked and enjoyed what has gone on the last couple of years, but that All-Star Game coming back to Melbourne, terrific news. That's right. Uh, you know, Again, it's, uh, it's becoming an annual event, and... Um, you know, one that we're always looking forward to. But as you said, the the support from the state government and uh, and all our stakeholders here in in Melbourne to make sure that that event has kept coming back to Melbourne is is really great news. It, it really is uh, an injection of energy and an injection of excitement into the sport around this time. Seeing you know the best of players in Australia pulling on an Australian uniform, um, you know, in a, in a real showcase event. Um, you know, live streamed and live broadcasted on ESPN. It's um, it's absolutely fantastic. So uh, we're we're very lucky to have it back, and can't wait to see another almost three thousand people we got last year come out to Melbourne Ballpark and see uh, the the best event we can put together for the summer. That's um, uh, that's a really good result, and I think uh, look really looking forward to um, this summer. When we when we take this show live, Justin, being a real conduit of communication from the Aces to the fans and the baseball community, um, have you got any ideas uh, or, or um, anything that you can share with us uh, on any of the promotions that we've got um, coming for the uh, coming up this coming season? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've we've got a, a lot of really exciting membership packages um, that we're putting together and, and alive at the moment. So. From our from our membership offerings to our um, corporate and luxury and entertainment areas and our party deck, um, we've got an experience um, for anybody, any walk of life, whether you're um, you know you're a mum or a dad or a, or a, you know an old season campaigner uh, like some of our uh, season ticket holders. We've got an experience at Melbourne Ballpark for you this year. Um, we've uh, we've got some uh, great food offerings. We're uh, I'm happy to announce that um, we're going to have a, a, uh, a Kansas City-style uh, real pit barbecue out of the ballpark uh, every game of the season. So wow. it'd be great to come out and have some have some ribs and some pulled pork and uh, and all the delicious fixings, some bris- brisket even. Um, so we've got some we've got some good food offerings there that that if you're thinking about coming out, it's going to be more than just watching baseball. It's going to be a whole uh, a whole experience. So. Um, we'll have fireworks, we'll have monster trucks, we'll have all the fan under the fair. We've got some uh, great interns coming out uh, over the coming weeks from uh, from the United States. So uh, they're coming out full of beans and can't even wait to get out here. Probably the most prominent uh, one of those is a, is, is a name you might recognise, um, uh, the oldest son of uh, uh, one Hall of Famer, George Brett. Jackson Brett will be in wow. Melbourne doing an internship with the Aces this year. So wow. 
um, that's a pretty exciting uh, thing in itself, and hopefully. With a bit of luck, we might see George uh, around the traps this year as well. Well, you just guaranteed my wife coming to the monster truck night. She loves them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the the hardest part last year was making sure that they could fit through the gates in the right field, but we've solved that problem. So, yeah, hopefully we've got them back this year. Uh, next year, also, the season coming up, Justin, is uh, an ABL initiative Oxober. We're just ch- changing the name of October to uh, Oxober. Can you tell us a little bit about that one? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually uh, Brad and uh, Brad Harmon and myself are uh, on the back of that one. I think uh, we're, at some point we're going to have to pour some a bucket of water over ourselves, uh, <laughs> or something like that. We're uh, we're destined nice to um, hang up the uh, <laughs> hang up the. Uh, Hang up the, uh, the the casual drinks on a weekend for for a month, and I think it's um, going to be a great initiative and a great great thing for the league to um, you know bring that uh, community awareness and and, uh, and social awareness that that comes with being a sporting event. If you're going to be in the public eye, we should um, get behind these sorts of things. And I think it's yeah, it's a great initiative by the ABL. I'm looking forward to be part of it. Awesome. Um, that's uh, all we got time for. Uh, today, Justin, thanks very much for your time t- to uh, cover up any of these stories. If people people want to follow up, go to melbourneaces.com.au. You can uh, check out all the details for the All-Star Game. Check out some more info on Joe Varvra and his family coming out here. And, of course, October we just mentioned at the end there. But thanks very much for your time today, Justin. Really appreciate it. And good luck for the season coming up. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to catching up again soon. Great, Hibs. Terrific. Thanks, mate. Selix Recoating Service specialise in electrostatic painting, where our fully trained staff and state-of-the-art equipment enable projects of any size to be coated either on-site or in our well-equipped Bayside facility. Selix Recoating Service offers a professional powder coating service and has a wide range of colours available and items can be colour matched to ensure integration with your existing decor. Selix Recoating Service also offers anti-graffiti coating, sandblasting and metal fabrication of refrigerator components and parts. For more information, go to info at selixrecoatingservice.com.au or call 9788-4000. And welcome back uh, to the show. Of course, Justin Huber there giving us some nice words. Of course, the All-Star Game we did mention in there will be 16th of December this year will be at Melbourne Ballpark and of course you can get all your tickets and wants and knots at melbourneaces.com.au to track your tickets to either the All-Star Game or regular season games. You can check them out right there. But now, JC, we're going to go into a couple of the strains that are happening around the place. They're, of course, over in the US plying their trade. Where This will not happen week after week after week. Um, ad nauseum wise but young Sam Gibbons has really he's been phenomenal he's since he's stepped up this next level and I'm raising this because he's this week he got his second Midwest League Picture of the month. That's hard to say. Yeah, this that's why I <laughs> take my time. Take my time. Get it right. But winning it twice in the same month, phenomenal performance. Young Sam was really uh, doing nicely there. And of course, Justin Huber, uh, we just spoke to. Then he did make mention that we may see Sam Gibbons this year. Of course, with Joe Varvara being part of the Minnesota Twins organization. Really exciting times for young Sam Gibbons. I think coming off this. Uh 
coming off this season, he's really established himself as being able to handle uh, the long season A ball. Now, the next, uh, and would not surprise me, would not surprise me if they give him a late season call up into double A. Right. Would right. not surprise me. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, why not? What have they got to lose? Sure. Yeah, wh- exactly. So he's been there for, you know, three or four years now. Uh, he's he's done his uh, you know he's done his conditioning effectively what I would call air quotes yep. college education but yep. he's done it in yep. professional baseball yep. um, and his body's starting to develop to develop and he's going to continue to develop he he won't hit his physical prime for another you know three or four years yet which is just incredibly exciting I think what he needs to do next is to come back have some time off. Yep. Have six weeks off. Yep. Get the body recovered, and then really hit this uh, ABL season strongly. Have a really strong showing, probably on pitch counts. That would be okay. I, you know, absolutely, I would think yeah, you know absolutely. just to make sure that he he absolutely comes into spring training uh, with the Twins. Because what what will happen, and what they tend to do is that they in spring training, what they do is they'll put you up a level than what they yep. expect you to settle at yep so yep. he's in single a they could put him up into double or triple a spring training games right just to see how he handles it yep and have a guess what if you handle that level or if you show enough in that level they can take you with that they'll take you with that roster at, yeah. at a higher level so yeah. i wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if that happens and he's that type of kid um that if he comes back gets his work done has a great season with the abl really pitches well really get you know Gets keeps getting hitters out. Comes into spring training. They put him in with the double A guys. Yeah, shows something. Gets some hitters out, and then the next thing you know, we've got another kid in double A. Yeah, it's, it's, it's he's, he's sort of right on the cusp, and could go either way. Uh, but uh, terrific performance by Sam Gibbons, the second Midwest League pitcher of the week award, two in the month. Terrific performance by young Sam Gibbons. We're moving on now to the Little League World Series. Cronulla went over and represented for Australia over there in um, Pennsylvania. And unfortunately, they didn't come away. They they performed okay. I'll say they performed okay. It was above average. They lost the first game against Latin America or Venezuela slash Venezuela, Latin America. They lost that one. They come up with a nice 3 nothing win against the Caribbean though, which was uh, a nice performance by the Australians over there, Cronulla more, more specifically, and uh, ended up losing the final game against Mexico. And in this Little League World Series, you lose two games, you're out. Double so, elimination. Double elimination, and, and you're out the door. So, But Australia, terrific performance. Uh, only the second year that we've been automatic selections into the Little League World Series. So terrific performance by Cronulla to head over there. We had Dean Marnell on the other day, and he was uh, in charge, or one of the coaches in charge of the Australian under-12 team. Yes. And he mentioned that a couple of guys that would have definitely played in that team weren't available because they were playing in the Little League World Series. Yep, yep. Uh, looking at the looking at the standard of both, uh, I, I'd say that 
definitely. I, I thought that the Cronulla team could have probably represented Australia. Yeah, right, right. Just looking at it, yeah. they were really well drilled and they really played the game the right way. And it's hard to tell when, you know, we're just watching highlights and things like that. But sure. well, I caught a lot of them yeah. uh, and watched a couple of the Australian games. And uh, just the body development of the Cronulla team as compared to the Australian team just seemed to be a little discrepancy. And I, yeah. I'd, uh, just looking at it, I'd probably give the edge to Cronulla. Just, yeah, right. just running right. an eye over it without yeah. going into depth. It'd yeah, be interesting course. to see if that team played against each other, <laughs> how, how they, they go, go over a 10-game series. Yeah, sure, exactly. Um, but these, this tournament is coming down to the wire now. Uh, the, final is, uh, the final games will be... There's two preliminary final-type games tomorrow. Um, the American Championship game will be between Pennsylvania and Texas. And in the International Championship game, Mexico will be playing against Japan. Now, the winners out of that, Pennsylvania v. Texas, Mexico v. Japan, will go off and play into the championship game, which will be Monday morning uh, for the the Little League World Series champion. So from there, which good luck, uh, unfortunate for Cronulla, but good luck to the teams remaining in that tournament. We're now going to go to the current tournament that is underway, the Under-18 World Cup underway. And Australia really jumped out of the blocks with a 10-0 win against Mexico in Game 1. Terrific performance. Unbelievable. And... Uh, and, and I think if we could replay this, uh, the recording of last week's show. Yeah. Uh, I made a prediction that the Australian team would definitely go very well. And they've jumped out of the blocks, which is great, yep. in game one. And Mexico, a powerhouse in baseball. Make no mistake about it. That is a huge win. Huge win. And, and, huge and just, win. just to sort of, um, we, we were just talking Little League World Series. Will Mexico in the under-12 kids put Australia out in the under-18 World Cup? Australia dominated Mexico uh, Ten nothing behind Lachlan Wells, former another Minnesota Twins. Real Twins feel about Victorian baseball this year, but um, terrific performance by the under 18s First game of the tournament, coming away with a win. Lockie Wells nailing him down over five innings, no runs, seven Ks, three walks. Uh, that's just an awesome uh, effort there. Every Australian player having a hit. Yeah. Uh, and when I was up at the uh, up at the uh, uh, the academy, academy yeah, yeah. And, and watching Australia versus Canada in that uh, pre uh, pre series um, practice games, warm up games, were, yeah. yeah, warm up games. Yep. Um, we did see Dean Frew hitting the ball very well, um, and we see him. He went three for four, but all of the every one of the Australian lineup having at least one hit. Yeah, and looking at, I don't know if you saw the caught the highlights, but um, they were. I mean, they're sharp. They're looking great. Yep. They're looking. They're in. They're playing the game the right way, and uh, they're they're all focused. Real credit to the leadership there. And I think it needs to be mentioned that I think you know we were talking about this off air as well, Fritter. That uh, John Diebel's fingerprints are all over this. Yeah. Uh, and and really getting that team, really laying down the law. Uh, and and making the adjustments to international baseball that you need to. Sure. International baseball is very much different from professional baseball, played in a different way. Um, you know, the, playing for one run, yep. not not the three run home run. Yep. Uh, so 
building that picket fence, as we say, with, sure. on, on the scoreboard, you know, ones and twos. And if the big innings comes, that's a that's a bonus. It's a, bonus. It's, it's a bit of an Asian style. They had one six inning, six run inning there f- against the uh, Mexican team. So you're and, right, they built, built from, a couple and then a big six run inning. And that's what, ha- like constant pressure, constant pressure, uh, that build up of pressure all of a sudden can have the uh, opposition capitulate, which it seems like what happened. And I think that's coming on the back of a very, very good... Uh, pre-tournament series against Canada. Yeah, and as you said, uh, Diebel's fingerprints are all over, just coming out of the academy. Uh, the team is now being handled by Steve Fish, is the head manager with Graham Lloyd, uh, pitching coach Glenn Williams, Australian high performance. We interviewed a couple of weeks ago. He's the assistant coach on the team. Uh, Damien Shanahan's there and his assistant coach. So, you know, All the best guys. All, all the, the best, best guys, guys, straight from the academy, having them for a month there, then a series of eight practice games against Canada, which Australia won seven games to one. Uh, it's a nice little kick to the uh, Premier 12 numbers by, by winning Lovely. those games. And uh, now travelling to Japan for this tournament, re- a really nice little lead-up to this tournament by the Australians. And um, what I'm going to say is that, you know, John Diebel, having re- read the team, the Riot Act, uh, you know, 12 months prior and, and really given it to a few of the guys. Yeah. A- and you can really see that discipline uh, and hard-edged uh, way of going about it, really coming to the fore right now. And uh, and let's hope that they take that momentum now, that great win, and then they... Uh, uh, who they play next? They play uh, Brazil. Brazil. They're Brazil playing next. Brazil. Let's hope that they steamroll over the top, two nil into the tournament. As really good springboard for the rest of the week. Yeah, it's uh, really exciting. You can um, jump onto the World Baseball Softball uh, Council have websites. You can get on there and follow live streaming of the games, either by game day or by uh, box scores or whatever. But um, tremendous start by. Australia in that tournament with a a ten nothing or a combined shutout by Wells Steedman and uh, the the other pitcher just escapes my my uh, mind at the moment but a tremendous start by the Australians in that tournament um, so follow that one closely other couple of other notable performances during the week young Dan McGrath who is with the Boston Red Sox one of these young aces who we'd love to see up and about this year. He, he got himself a win during the week. Um, he's made 17 starts between both Gulf Coast and, and Salem in the Red Sox organisation. He's averaging 4.5Ks per appearance, and he's had the 15 starts this season with Salem. He did day. He had some general arm soreness during the off-season, but uh, is back pitching beautifully there in in with the... Uh, Salem Red Sox, Boston's um, minor league team, uh, he's averaging giving up 2.2 runs per game, but a tremendous effort by Dan McGrath picking up a win there this week. Super duper. Yeah. Um, Liam Hendricks, of course, we've talked regarding guys. We're going to keep a, a bit of a focus on Liam as it gets closer to the playoffs as we go along. Of course, he's a very important part of the Toronto Blue Jays Organisation. He has spent time previously with uh, Minnesota, uh, amongst other clubs, and and his performances up until this particular year were somewhat disappointing. His numbers weren't good, but this year in particular, he's really pitching the ball well. He's. I read an interview with him, and, and he said he's his velocity's up. His velocity, his, his location. His, I think, and we had um, we had Russell Spear. 
uh, a, a pitcher explaining that he's probably found his role, his his niche. Yeah. As a starter, probably his personality type and 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 his uh, style of pitching probably do, didn't really suit. But now we've found a a role in in the middle sort of set up role. Yeah. Uh, it really suits him, and he's been able to you know find an extra you know a few miles an hour on the fastball, uh, and he's. And and to to quote Russell that he's been quite dominant at times. Sure, and, absolutely. And we saw this year uh, striking out some of the best hitters in the game. You know, a, a key strikeout, a key matchup in a key spot, high leverage situation, striking out David Ortiz. Yeah, um, one of the best DH DHs in the game. So, yeah. um, and and he's going to play playoffs this year. So that's absolutely. that's so. look that's going to be really exciting for him and, and really exciting for Australia. He's uh, had 43 appearances this year. Has Liam Hendricks? He's uh, he's uh, four and zero in his win loss. So four wins and no losses this particular year. I think the last years leading up to this, he was three and fifteen, three wins and fifteen losses leading up to it. Four and zero this year. ERA at two point two five, and his uh, strikeout to walks ratio is at six strikeouts per one walk. So really tremendous uh, effort going on there by Liam Hendricks, and as you said, we'll see him in the playoffs this year. And the, you have a look at his pitching statistics there, and mate, they're elite. And one yes, thing that, numbers are. One thing that I look at uh, and that uh, one number that I think is really important also is the walks and hits per innings pitched. And if you're under one, like that is elite. Yeah. And he's at, he's under he's certainly under that one. If you're around one, one point zero, whatever, yeah. that's a really good result. But uh, he's elite. He's under that at, at 0.94. Yeah. So that's just amazing. Walks and hits per... That's how many base runners you're allowing per... Uh, so he's he's not allowing anybody get on base uh, per inning. Yeah. So every time he comes out, he's not allowing anyone get on base, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Well, the, that's all we got for today, JC. We're, uh, we're run out of time. Um, clubby's clubby's onto us he's <laughs> he's trying to throw things at me because we're time's up but um uh just as i say folks keep an eye on the under 18 world cup over there in osaka japan um and uh f- you know follow our fortunes closely pray for the best but uh thanks for joining us here on today's show on behalf of xavier player justin charles my name's craig koenig thanks for joining us here on sen's mlb podcast thanks for listening to the sen mlb podcast for more sen america podcasts head to sen.com.au to keep up to date with the latest american sports news and interviews from around sen follow sen america on twitter at sen america and on facebook at facebook.com slash sen america you're getting ready to go out. You want to get in the mood. There's a playlist for that. You move to the beat. You trip over the dog. You're not dancing anymore. You open the Medibank app and find a physio. We live in an on-demand world. And now your health insurance comes on demand too. Download the new Medibank app today.